I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. You f***ing irritate the shit out of me! I'm only going to get this one chance. It's just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen, but I don't know what. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Hate means I do something right. So I'm a Boom! Here we go. Here we go, folks. We are live with another episode, session, I don't know what you want to call it, number eight of Gap Sell Keenan, as my boy Chris Johnson is going to try to Gap Sell me. So let me remind you how all this works, peeps. There's a real sales call. My boy's got 15 minutes to try to sell me something. It's real. If I need it or a sales guy needs it, we'll buy it. But you got to Gap Sell. So let's welcome Chris, the next victim, or whatever we want to call him. <laughs> What's up, Chris? Hey, Keenan, what's up, man? Uh, so happy to be here. Good afternoon to you. Um, look, I first came across your brand probably just over a year ago on LinkedIn. I think it was uh, a one-minute video you put up basically telling, you know, I thought you were shouting right at me that, hey, people don't give a shit about you. And uh, ever since then, I was an early adopter to Gap Selling. Uh, I got one of your advanced copies. And since then, I've been trying to evangelize it and use it wherever I can in my own work. So, so thank you so much for that. Yeah, let's see how good you are at executing it. Yeah, true. Um, so, so first, just want to congratulate you on an amazing year. Uh, I mean, obviously, 100% growth uh, year over year is not easy to do. Um, and, you know, I think you took the whole team down for 16 days, just shut it offline. So hopefully you're shut feeling more comfortable. Shut I heard you've been uh, traveling all over the place again. So your frequent flyer miles must be, or your status must be incredible. Like, are you a, a million-mile club guy? Or? Yeah, I'm a million-mile guy. and uh, But I'm not Global Services United. If you listen, I'm tired of this. I did 165,000 miles this year, and I'm still not Global Services. I don't know what else they want from me. Blood. Oh, Blood. Wow. So what does that mean for you, like, if you think about the days out of the office or away from your like away from home? Like, How often are you on the road then? About 50% of the time. But I, I'm divorced, and I have three daughters, and I have them 50% of the time. So most of the time I schedule my, my trips when I don't have them. So it, it, it's fine. It's fine. Because when I don't have them, I'm a single guy. So what am I going to do? Sit in my house by myself anyways? Yeah, exactly. Right. No, it's good. Good your time. Uh, so yeah, so you hit 100% growth. You had 40% uh, expectation going into the year. I know you're Mr. Conservative that way. But what do you, first thing, what do you attribute um, crushing that goal by? Like, what, what was the reason you crushed it, you think? Gap selling? The book. The this book. Right yes. Yeah. Hands down, the book. Right, yep. right. So when you look at the business mix, I mean, we all have heard over the last few videos of like this, you've got your four main uh, product offerings. So uh, training, I think, is the one leading the way. But, um, you know, would you mind just sort of breaking down in, in order sort of the, where the revenue is attributed to among those four categories? Yeah, so in order, it's going to be a close tie between training and consulting. But I'll probably say training first, consulting second. Um, speaking and then recruiting. Okay. And um, we, like, how about on, on a percentage? You say first and second is close. So would that would they combine to about eighty percent of your work, and then the speaking and recruitment beyond? Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a good question. I probably need to go look that up. Do run a report, but I'll yeah, probably close. I'd say uh, yeah, probably about eighty yeah. percent. Those two. Yep. Yeah. Which one is there? One that you enjoy the most? No, I like them all the same. Yeah, for okay. different reasons. Yeah. For different reasons. Right. Obviously, from a, sorry, go. No, please continue. Obviously, from a pure business perspective, I, I 
prefer the training only that it's easy to scale. I can get additional trainers um, and they can train that. So from that perspective, obviously um, we can grow faster through the training piece, but I love consulting, going out there and taking shit that's broken and turning it around and speaking's a blast. I just did what two days ago in Boston or yesterday, whenever the hell it was um, and had a blast. I mean, I had that audience on their ass. It was great. Right. Oh, that's great. Um, all right. So, so those two take up the majority of your revenue. That's great. Uh, what about when you look at your overall um, revenue for the year and you break it down by quarter, was it a pretty balanced mix over each quarter that you, 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 no, uh, we have our biggest quarters are, Q1 and Q, oh boy, three or four. Q2 starts to dip a little. No, wait. End of, it's kind of overlap. End of Q2, beginning of Q3 overlap, like the summer. Summer's a lot yeah. slower. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Q4 picks up again. Yeah. Spending mm -hmm. budgets, what, is that what it is usually the case? Like, uh, no, I think it's. I think it comes down to when they want to train their people, right? They're thinking, oh, I want to train my people. It's the new year. Oh, I want to train my people. It's the end of the year, right? And we want to go into the new year train. So I think it's a lot of that. I think a lot of people just not really thinking about investing in their sales organizations in, you know, the in the late spring, early summer. Got it. All right. Well, appreciate you sharing that. Um, so this year, and again, in your conservatism, you're, you're only uh, only uh, hoping for 50 percent. We got 60 percent in the budget. We're 60 percent in the budget. I think we're going to hit it. But, yeah, I'm conservative like that, man. You're not sandbagging it, are you? No, it's because no. no. Now, there's a lot of things we have to do to hit that, but again, I, I've always been that when I sold too. I've always been someone who I don't get over my skis. I take what I have, the data I have, the information I have. I make a few assumptions, but I don't make too many assumptions. It does nobody any good. So, yeah. So, how did you come with come up with sixty percent? Um, well, we we looked at what we did. We looked at can we repeat that, and the answer was absolutely we could repeat that. Um, and then the next question was, okay, then what do we need to do to build on top of that? And so as long as we were adding some new products, we're hiring new salespeople, we're hiring trainers. So when I looked at it like that, we did, you know, you got more salespeople cranking out, you got more people delivering the services and you have services don't require people like the online version. Right. I thought we said, yeah, we can get to, we can get there. All right. So it's, uh, it's the, the, four, the leading with the front two, the training and consulting, you know, you've still got the other two, but uh, it's the augment, augmenting that with the other three new products you're trying to, to yep. get lifted off the ground. Got it. Um, you know, what? so 60% probably make you a happy guy. What does it look like if you're at 100% repeated last year? 40% more than what we thought we were going to do. <laughs> yeah. With a bigger smile. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Bigger smile, more money. I mean, yeah. All right. What, what about, let me ask you this way then. What about if you don't hit the 60%? And this time next year, and you were less than sixty percent. What, what's what's that, that going to look like? That would be disappointing. Now, that would be disappointing. This that would be disappointing. Um, most of our revenue is we don't look. We don't have inventory. We don't have a lot of fixed costs. You know what I'm saying? So, from a profitability standpoint, it's not going to kill us entirely. I mean, look, we're spending a lot of money in building this online um, training. We're doing it differently. It's we we actually hired a um, a. Um, a gaming company to build out. We're building our own LMS. We're not using someone else's. We built a gaming company. I mean, hired okay. a gaming company to do this. So it's going to be more of a sort of choose your own experience. It's going to be much more interactive. So we spent a shitload of money on that. So yeah, that would sting us a little from a profitability standpoint. But almost everything else aligns with, um, you know, we do less, we make less profit. But we we don't have a lot of fixed costs that if we don't hit a certain number, we're upside down. Right, right. 
So what about your own personal commitment to launching these three things? You said the, the one uh, product is, is basically a third party gaming company building it for you. Uh, what about the other two? Like, are you, are you investing a lot of time to get those off the ground? Mm, depend me personally. No, I will okay. say I have to shoot the videos and I think that starts actually I just got some that starts in about two or three weeks, but um, my head of operations, Brady is, is handling most of that day to day. She's the bomb. Right. right. Yeah, no, she is great. Uh, I spoke to her a few times. What about um, timing wise? When are you hoping to get these things launched? Q1. Q1. All right. So just, just want to, as I understand it, You've got your training consulting leading the way. These three new uh, service offerings launched hopefully in the next three, uh, within the next three months. Um, you've got a lot on your plate, looking to hire as well, salespeople, trainers, uh, and you're thinking that those are the things that are gonna get you to that 60% and or beyond. Yep. Right? Yep. Okay. All right, great. Um, so another initiative, I believe for 2020, which you talked about was, was growing that team. So can we talk about that a little bit? What do you want me to talk uh, about? Well. Um, so first of all, I think, again, from the videos and learning that you were hiring a salesperson, I think was your top priority at the moment. Uh, you were hoping for Q1, but I think a, a quote from you, you know, what was putting you back at the time was that um, the people knocking on your door just weren't the right one. So yep. are you any further ahead now? Not, you turn, uh, you I need to ask Brady, but I, I don't know if we're further ahead. We might be. It's a good question. Okay. All right. I haven't, I haven't met anybody yet, so that's probably not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're not going to show up one day to your office and there's a new person in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was... <laughs> so why, why, do you, why do you think that that's the case? I mean, we're already in Q1. We're picky uh, as fuck. Two G's, I'll tell you right now. The average salesperson can't sell. Most people are fucking lazy. They don't follow instructions. And look, and we're picky as hell. If you don't follow instructions, we don't care how good you are, you're out. Right. And then we have yeah. had some people we liked and people are scared. They're pussies. Like we had this one person who was really excited. And what we do is say, well, you need to understand why you want to come work for us and why you want to make this switch. And Brady tries to talk them out of it. And eight out of 10 times they go away and they come back a week later and like, you know, yeah, I really like my job. It's pretty safe. I make good money. I think I'm just going to stay. I'm right. like, good. We're glad you didn't come over here. Right. So let's just say somebody uh, passes through your interview guide that you've got. I, I noticed that, that online. Uh, they come in, they're considered an A player by, by your standards. Uh, and let's just say they were in there this week. They started brand new year. What's your expectation of that salesperson by the, this time next year, one year in? Uh, I mean, from a revenue perspective? Yeah, let's start there. Uh, I'll give a lot of information, but because this is live, I'd prefer not to share that piece. Okay. Okay. Fair I, I'd give it to you behind the scenes, but you know, or I can make it up for you if that'll help. But I just, I, I, I don't need to give everybody everything. I give a lot, but I don't need to give everything. Okay. Um, from a training perspective, then you, 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 how many, are you hiring two? Is that what I understand? Pro, pro, yeah, I'd probably like to have two by the end of the year. Yes. Okay. But they're going to be 99 contractors. They're going to be what? Sorry. 1099 contractors. Right. Right. Okay, so Chris, so you're asking a lot of good questions. And someone on here, so wait, someone said, um, hold on, someone said, um, agree, but I'm losing him. Do most, of, do most of this much time being questioned. So whoever said that, Joe Anderson, absolutely. I, he, he didn't even, I don't care how long it takes to ask the question. So don't worry about the time. What feedback I want to give you, though, is I don't really know where you're going. And so if we were, 
Okay, so we've been 12 minutes in. And so my yeah. feedback to you is if this wasn't if this wasn't live and I didn't already know you, like I actually know you from because you've been really great follower and we've connected a couple of times, so I get mad love for you. But if you were just completely cold, I don't think I'd be as tolerant. And I was like, look, where are you taking me on this journey? I need to understand that as a buyer a lot earlier than 13 minutes in. Right? I really gotta understand. Oh, I know where he's going, like a doctor. I get it. He's trying to understand this. So where are you trying to take me? Well, I'm trying to understand. Uh, you, I hear about these hiring plans that you've got. We're at Q1, and it sounds like you're no more closer to hiring a salesperson. That's going to help drive maybe some outbound generation. I know yep. right now you rely on inbound generation. Yep. I also understand uh, from a training perspective from other calls that these trainers, once they're ramped up, are going to be able to facilitate between 30 and 36 trainings per quarter. Yep. Um, in 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 fairness of being public right now, I you know I do have an understanding of what your bare minimum per um, per training um, uh, gig is. Yeah. So when you start adding those things up, um, you know per quarter we're talking about substantial hundreds of thousands of dollars per trainer yep. that they could be bringing to the organization. Yep. So when you couple those two things and you couple the fact that um, so if they're up and running and two of them are are at capacity. The math that I have using your calculator as far as co uh, opportunity cost yep. is that you're waking up every morning, every day, brushing your teeth and then looking in the mirror and knowing that you lost $10,000 today. Okay. So let's, the time go, we let's go with that, right? Uh, let's go with that. So you did a good job with sort of the, the future state to back into the current state, but what problem were you trying to find? It's two things. The first is... I want to hear you talk about, you know, to get to 60% and beyond, you you definitely need to scale the business. You're yep. doubling the size of the team. Great. That's point one. Point two, you're traveling 50% of the time, you're out of the office. You love being in front of clients, the training, the speaking, and that type of thing. I'm I'm fearful for you that in six months from now, all three roles are still vacant. And now instead of 10,000 a good, day. Good, good, good. I like that. I like that you're fearful of me. So, so your your gut reaction is taking you in the right place, but why? Like, like I want you as the salesperson to start digging into questions to be able to get me to see why you're afraid. Why don't you think I can make it in six in in six months? What questions would you want to ask to see if I can? You're it sounds like from what you've told me is you're relying on people knocking on your doors and you interview those people and you you know they get scared out of the job whatever it might be they're just you're picky and they're not good okay I think that passive approach to finding great talent is not going to get you there okay so so what okay so your assumption is is that I'm passive well ah. so you, it, well I didn't really I, I mean I sort of assume that I guess but I would say this you 80 percent of your revenue is coming from training and consulting roughly you said, then speaking after that, which leaves recruitment at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. When I look at your profiles of the folks working for you, you know, they list all their responsibilities and it's, you know, handling inbound leads, market lead generation, uh, discovery with the leads, you know, getting the clients to engagement. And at the very bottom, maybe a bullet says, oh, and we, we do recruitment. Okay. So, so, so don't assume, ask. That's the key point right here. Ask. So when you ask some really good business questions, you ask some really good um, future state questions. Where do I want to go in the future? And you ask some good current state questions around my business. But you here's where you would have really won because you read the book. I'm going to put you on the spot a, a little. What are the four types of questions? 
Uh, you've got your probing questions, which I, I know I I was I, I have a yes, plenty of those. Uh, yep. you process questions. Ah, right there. What process yeah. questions did you answer? Ask none. But, none. Yeah. None. <laughs> right? And that's where your win was, Chris. At about four or five, six minutes in, had you transitioned to process questions and you were like, okay, so Keenan, walk me through how you're trying to find these candidates today. Yeah. Right? Oh, what? Yeah. No, I, you know, I, and I thank you for the feedback. Definitely appreciate that. Um, I do have, pro I guess I'm losing, you know, I am treating it like a real sales call. And I know that if I was creating value for you, the 15 minutes, we would be on the phone longer. Um, my process well, question. What I'm saying is though, you, I was giving you more time because I was getting bored is what I'm Got trying it. to, that's my feedback to you. Like the first question, like, oh, I like where he's going. But after about three or four minutes, I was like, okay, he's got all this high level shit. He's not trying to find a problem because I knew you're a recruiter. So I'm waiting for you to start dissecting or diagnosing how fucked up my recruiting process is. Right. So when you start dissecting my recruiting process, how many candidates are you getting in on a regular basis? Right. How are you using ads? Are you, do you already use an outside recruiting firm? Do you have someone internally doing this for you? How many are they getting you? How many interviews are you getting? Why aren't the interviews working? Right. Like you're going to get all of that so that you can start separating yourself from my existing process and diagnose, well, Hey Keenan, here's why you don't have the fucking person you need. Right. Yeah, I was taking a long, long, the long way approach, and I, I respect that I should have been a little quicker on that because I, I didn't even get into the fact that, um, you know, I have, a, I have a feeling that if I call in for a training gig for a client of mine, uh, true story, this is what happened, uh, spoke with Rachel, and I believe we can't even have them set up to speak with you until next quarter. And then I was going to wonder, you know, what's the impact of, you know, uh, of you having to wait three months to go see a customer who might go elsewhere? Yes. Yeah, so and then I'm going to tie it all together, okay? You tie it all together and say, Go ahead. No, go, go. Yeah. So, um, you know, has there been a time where you followed up with a client who's in the engagement phase and you realize they've already moved on and, and you've yes. lost them? So, so Chris, yes. All of that is yes. Yeah. And you, and, and you already sort of, I kind of already knew this, but I love it. All of that is yes. All of those impacts are solid. What I'm trying to lean in on you a little more is, you have to get me to believe that the way I'm doing it now is the root cause, right? You, right. You're really trying to get me yeah. to recognize it of all these problems. But if you don't start getting me to recognize that the reason those things are happening is because of how I'm recruiting, you're not going to get my attention. Right. Right. And Agreed. So Sorry to bore you. I know that, well, what you've told me and the, the information I've collected is that you want to grow these teams and you want to double the size, but the input into the, doing that, you, you, you're not doing it right. You're not putting enough attention to it and you're going to be here six months from now. How do you know, you know that? You still, you still don't know what I'm doing. You, all right, so beyond, beyond people knocking on the door, what have you been doing? Ask some process questions now. Flip this to process questions and see if you can diagnose my problem. Because what you've done is you've done sort of what you've done. Here's another way of looking at it. And everybody, listen, pay close attention. Because Chris is smart as fuck and he's doing a great job. He knows how to ask questions. So if I can teach him how to leverage the questions he asked, heighten it, it's valuable. You really, as a doctor, you've asked a bunch of questions about what happens if I don't treat the disease. 
right? Literally, you know, what's going to happen if you don't get to see your kids graduate? What happens if you, if you die too soon? What happens if you lose a fucking arm and you can't play baseball anymore? Like you're really going down this whole road to get me like, oh my God, I don't want to die. I want to see my kids graduate. I want to keep my right arm. What you haven't done. Okay. So I'm ready. So I can be quiet. How long, how long then have you been in search of this salesperson? When did that start? We started in Q4. End of Q3, beginning of Q4. Okay, so October, we'd say then. Yeah, I'll go with that. Okay. And now we're at January, and I think you met, you haven't met anybody yet. What have you done between October and today to build a pipeline of sales candidates for you? So um, we have a, a, what do we call it? Um, inbound process where people have to go jump through a lot of hoops. So we know that we, we, cut a lot of people out in the first place, right? I put out a couple of videos saying we're looking for people and we have a, a intern, well, kind of an internal uh, recruiter that we're using now. Okay. And, she, and she used to, she used to be, she used to run our recruiting practice back in the day and she still, still does most of the work. Right. So can you, can you help me understand then what's going to happen between now and the, the time where you, actually extend an offer to somebody what what are, are you going to try to change anything in your process of attracting candidates good question good question yeah i'm where i'm putting i'm going to ask my recruiter to put a little more pressure and work a little harder go to some other places i'm going to create some more videos um and i don't know what brady's going to do i need to ask brady she'd be good to have on this call see if we get another buyer <laughs> she'd be yeah. good to have on this call <clears throat> Okay, so from what I'm hearing, then it's it's more a little bit. It's just accelerating what you're already doing, or not accelerating, just maybe adding doubling down, doubling down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's a good question too. Um, I don't know how many people we found. Like this is a great one. I don't know if we're getting tons of candidates and we're getting rid of them all, or if we're not getting enough candidates and we're getting rid of them all. So I don't know if this is a poor numbers game or super picky game or a combination of both. Yeah. Because here's the other hard part, Chris. We can't determine if somebody's generally good by their LinkedIn profile and by their um by well, I don't even care. We don't even care about resumes, right? Because the way we operate at gap selling is so much more to do than we I don't really give a fuck where you've sold, right? I don't really give a fuck how long you've been selling, to be perfectly frank. I want to know if you have the gap selling skills, right? And that is so difficult to find in a on a on a piece of paper on a on a web page. Right. And time consuming if you have to qualify candidates to see if they have the gap selling ability. Um yeah, but 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 Robbie does most of that. So time consuming for her, but it's her job. So what happens if we hit Q2 and that salesperson is still not hired? Oh man, I don't want to think about that. Um, it Rachel is up to her ass in, in alligators, man. I mean, Rachel, she's so busy it is now. Yes, <clears throat> super busy. And and Rachel, I think it, it, she's she was hired to actually start um, training on the gap selling. Curriculum. No, no, Rachel sales. Rachel sales. Okay, yeah, she's our salesperson. So anybody listening, if you got half a head on your shoulder, just realize I got a salesperson that's too busy because we don't have enough salespeople. Just let that sink in for a second. <laughs> right. So, so if if you have somebody in Q1 then that can help alleviate some of the pressure from Rachel to do her job selling and getting more revenue for you, 
I'm already convinced of that. Yes. So you're doing it again. You're going back to if you had this, if you had that, right? Your win, everybody listen, here's the next piece of advice. Chris's win is for his ability to ask more questions to help me realize that the way I'm doing it now just isn't going to cut it. You've got me. You've already got me in the this isn't going to work, right? Like, I'm not sorry. You've already got me in the I need this, this cost to it. It's like you've got me there. What I don't, you do, you don't have me is that there's another way that's going to increase the probability that I'm going to get that person and it's worth whatever the cost is. So what you don't have is you really haven't done a good job of separating what I'm doing here. Example, car. I'm driving around in a Pinto, right? And you can't do, what if you don't get to meeting on time? What if you can't do this? I got it, I got it. But you haven't really got me to realize, well, the reason you don't get there is Pintos break down a lot. Pintos are ugly. Pintos go slow, right? You haven't got me rooted in how my current approach is fucking me up and how you are a Ferrari or you're a four-wheel drive Escalade. You see my see the difference? Yeah. That's yeah. where you need to try to get me now. You got me in the, I know if I don't achieve it, I'm fucked. You got that. So. Yeah. It, well, it sounds like it's a vicious cycle. You've got Rachel taking on the burden of, of trying to find a, a, a top salesperson to join her, uh, which, you know, how is that impacting her ability to also qualify the leads that are building up to, to book customers. I don't think so, it, I mean, look, I think she likes it because it's almost hundred percent inbound, right? So right now she's loving it. She doesn't have to do a whole lot of outbound. Yeah. But if, if you have the same amount of inbound coming in as last year, you're not going to get to 60% growth. Mm, problem. It'll be harder. It'll be harder. I'll give you that. Okay. So in other words, if you're, if you, yeah, I'm not going to be assumptive here, but if you're doing the same thing, since October till now, I'm I'm very concerned that you're you're going to continue this path, and we're going to be staring at June. And as I mentioned earlier, from my calculations, that equals ten thousand dollars per yeah, day. Yeah, you got me. Yes, you got me. Yeah. You, you're, so, you're going back to it, Chris. Right. Tell me, so Chris, I'm I don't think I'm doing a good job getting this to sink in. Okay, yeah. tell me what I'm doing wrong, and or if you have to default to this, I'm fine. Tell me how what you do is going to do it better and faster. Like I gotta say, I don't have to say this again. You got right. me on the impact. I guess yeah. I was problem. To told me the problem. Okay. Well, what what I would be able to do for you is have a wider reach, a more um, proactive reach to folks that may not be aware that there's even a role open for you. Because you're relying at the moment for them to see your videos and come in and no, because that's, that's what um what's her name's doing? That's what Robbie's doing. That's what my current recruit is doing. She's doing the what do you call it? The outreach. Right. And you haven't seen a candidate yet. No, we what haven't hired a candidate. She sent us right. candidates. She sent us candidates. Yeah. Well so that's not gonna do you can send candidates all day long. They're not they're not adding one dollar of revenue to you. So what I do with my clients, meet with you. I get a better understanding of what it is that you're going to do, how you're going to qualify, and I introduce your interview process and we make it mine. So it's a bespoke process, and I I work to make sure that we can help hit your goal of hiring this person in Q1. Okay, so no, I know you work. I know you work to help me hit my goal. Okay, so here again is some more some more feedback uh, in help and advice. The next question you should have asked when I said, "Well, Robbie's doing it, and she's proactively outreaching." You should have asked me how, no, I may not know the answer, but you should have asked me, how is she doing that? What is Robbie doing to connect with candidates? Do you have a candidate profile? 
Um, why has she struggled? Or do you believe she's struggling with those candidate profiles? Has she given you enough folks, right? And then as you dig into, and then take your secret sauce. Like, I don't know what your secret sauce is, but let's just say your secret sauce is um, you, um, you have this great email that, that is 90% penetration. Right? I don't know, right? Then you say, well, is she using XYZ type of email to connect with so-and-so? And I'm like, no, she's not. We go, that's one of the problems. What we found is when you're not doing this, it's difficult to do this and this. We would do this and you'd see an increased benefit this way. It goes back to the fucking Pinto example. Is your Pinto four-wheel drive? No, it's not. How often are you late when you go uh, during snowstorms? Every fucking time. There's one of your problems. You can't get to work on time because your car's not four-wheel drive. And so, therefore, you live in Colorado – well, you live in Wisconsin and you're missing 10, 15 days a year or you're getting late and that's cost you trouble with your job. We have a four-wheel drive. Do you see what I'm saying? You're, yeah. you, you, I've got to get you – I want to teach you how to get into the process elements that create the differentiation. Because when you say, oh, I just want to help you get the right people, that's what Robbie does. Like She's trying. So if you're going to convince me that it's Robbie and not our difficulty, you have to get me to understand, hey, Robbie's doing it this way and you guys are doing it this way. And that's why it's taking so long. You should do it this way. And I'm the experts in it this way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because that's the differentiation. Because other than that, look, I like you, but I'm showing you 15, 20, 25% of the net of the, of the what you would call it, right? If I'm going to pay anywhere from $15,000, dollars $20,000 for a candidate, I really, really, really believe or got to believe that what you're going to do is going to happen that much faster and that much better. And the only way to do that is to get into the nitty gritty. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've got a, a delivery time that averages two weeks for most sales professionals that I hire. Um, that's, that's just on average. So we're talking within 14 days from today, you know, if I have all the information I need and go through the proper discovery, you know, I, I'd be fairly confident that I'd have three candidates waiting, waiting to interview for you that would have passed the screening that, you know, your folks are going through at the moment. Pass our screening. You think you could find three people in two weeks that could pass the a sales guy screening. That's Correct. confident shit. I've been doing this for 15 years, went out on my own, uh, 300% growth last year. I, I, uh, I know it's not about other customers problems, but it's just, in my business, it is a repetitive thing. Uh, you Once you get it, you talk about the secret sauce. Um, there's definitely things that I do that help um, you know, accelerate your, your timeline. Uh, and then the second thing I did, you know, we didn't have enough time, but I also wanted to talk about um, not only can I help you find that, but when I prove that to you, I think there's an opportunity for us to lift up that recruitment revenue and do some sort of partnerships, right? Okay, now that's got more of my attention. That's got way more of my attention. If you've got enough bandwidth that you'd like to help uh, supplement our recruiting business, that has not been getting the attention it needs. I'm not going to bullshit you. I'll say that publicly, right? We're so freaking busy, but it's valuable. Our clients like it, that we understand how to hire gap sales, et cetera. But if you, that, now you got my attention. I'm surprised you didn't go that route first. Yeah, yeah maybe I overthought things, I guess. These yeah. four, pages of, four pages of notes didn't help. I look at <laughs> All right, here's what we're going to do. We're at 12.30. It was a good half hour. I hope people watch and learn something. Let me ask you this, Chris. Did you learn anything? Absolutely. Okay, was uh, it valuable? After the interview, um, you know, I, I still, while I'm asking these questions, uh, you know, I have to be able to know where I'm going with it and 
read your language a little quicker and get more to the process earlier. So then therefore I can figure out the impact and and hit you with a provoking question and we're off to the races. Yes, because here's another looking at it. Look, I can empathize and understand, right? Because I can't go, we're in similar industries, if you will. Like, so when I go out and, and, and we're talking to somebody about wanting to do sales training or, or even more importantly, wanting to do sales consulting, right? I can't ask them what happened. Let me phrase it. I can only ask so often, well, what happens if you don't hit your sales goals this year? And what are the sales goals should you want to make? And how, what happens if not every salesperson hits their number? And how much is that going to cost you? I can do all that, but I can only do it so far. Because at the end of the day, they're thinking, I, I know how to run a sales team. I know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm a sales leader. I'm a sales, sales VP. I'm the CRO. So what I have to do pretty quickly is I have to shift from that future state desired shit, right? And to the, to the quote unquote perceived risk to tell me a little bit about how your team is prospecting today. Tell me a little bit about how your, tell me about your current close rate. All right, then they give me the close rate. Tell me, why do you think the close rate's so low? Tell me a little bit about the um, the current discovery process. Tell me a little bit about this. Tell me a little about that. And as they tell me that stuff, like in the example I want the client, tell me how you structured. This is the consulting side. Tell me how you structured. He walked it through. Well, there's your problem. I say this all the time. I'm going to give you one piece of free advice, whether you work with me or not. Fix your structure. The way it's structured right now causes this problem, this problem, this problem. It, it affects this, it affects this, blah, blah, blah. My recommendation is you do this, and here's why, blah, blah, blah. And I give it to them. But what I've done right there now is they're like, oh, shit. We're doing something specifically that he just identified that's preventing us from getting us to where we want, right? I can't say, hey, you know what? I hear you're missing all this stuff. What I can do is I can get it for you. And the first thing the thing is, well, how the fuck are you going to do that? I'm already working to that. What makes you think you're any better than me? It's when I get them to give me the answers of how they're doing it, and I come back and say, well, you built that car using steel, and it adds another 2,000 pounds. We built that shit in alloy, which takes 2,000 pounds off, reduces the fucking drag. But Oh, my God, I need to talk to this guy. Yeah. See what I'm doing? Yeah. See the difference? Absolutely. I think that's where your big differentiator is going to come. Don't stop doing what you're doing and getting to those impacts. Don't stop with all that. That's great. You did a, one of the best jobs I've ever seen. Just learn to transition sooner into their process-related questions and look for ways to differentiate your process from their process to create a hierarchy of why your process as a recruiter is better and therefore you give them the path to believe that you'll get those results. Right, right. No, great feedback, Keenan. I think um, what I was hoping to do, if, if this was real and not in front of folks, um, was to continue to go, like, not bore you, so I know I did wrong there, get to more impactful questions. But by understanding everything about your business, I, I'm a big believer as well that, you know, the recruiting, I, I, I struggled with even putting recruiters in my company name because yeah. I do appreciate more the consulting part. And what I find I, I really add value for clients is when I when you talk to me about your lead gen or there's some hole somewhere else, I look to try to point you in the direction of some folks that I can connect you with. Okay. So, so, and then get some buy-in that way as well. So, and in your book, you talk about like sometimes the probing and it, don't rush through it. It can be a two, three meeting process, but the more that you're giving information, you know, the, the, the more uh, impact I'll be able to have if I know it all. But again, not for this exercise. And I should have realized that. Um, sometimes you do only have 15 minutes, you know, it goes back to the traditional, you got two minute elevator pitch, go. Yes. Back in the old days. This was our 15 minutes and I, I used 13 of it um, just sticking you with a needle the whole time. So <laughs> no, it's okay. Look, here's the plus. Um, set up time. Hit me up in an email when this is done. 
We'll set up a follow-up call. I'll get um, Brady involved, and we'll talk. I'm more interested to see how you might be able to help us augment the recruiting division. Yeah. Much more interested in that because I, I just – yeah, I'm much more interested in that. So let's see where we can go with that. Could Amazing. be a win-win for both of us. Sounds good. All right, my man. Appreciate it, Keenan. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, my man. Love talking with you. Appreciate all your support. And look, don't don't you played sports? At least you look like you played sports. Pretty yoked, right? You played sports. You get it. Yeah. I, I'm I'm playing your coach. I'm pointing out all the shit you fucked up, but it doesn't mean I still don't think you're an all star. You did a fantastic job with the questions that you actually asked. Well, I appreciate that. Hey, one of the things my coach has always said is I'm a coachable guy, which I think is a is a is a good attribute for salespeople. And uh, I will take this feedback and look to to capitalize with it. So thank you, and look you forward it. to connecting. You got it, baby. All right. Enjoy your weekend, my man. Thank you. And reach out have that second conversation. Will do. All right. Peace. Bye. All right, everybody. Listen, I hope this was helpful to all those who are listening. Listen, selling is a lot more difficult than you realize, and gap selling is no joke. If you've read the book once and you think you can gap selling, you're fucking kidding yourself and yourself from Dunning-Kruger. All right? It takes a lot of work. I get nothing but respect for people like Chris who come on here and put themselves out there and open themselves out open themselves up to critique and criticism and coaching because this is all out of love. I do this all out of love. I want to make a difference. I want to help you all. So with that, if you want to get sell Keenan, hit me up. If you can get sell me and I need it, I will actually buy it. But don't come at me with that stupid old school selling shit because I will break you down. All right, everybody, this was gap selling number eight. I think these numbers probably all fucked up, but oh well. Until next time, you know what I'm going to say. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Get it.